Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and any other time of day to you. Welcome to episode 17 of the Comedian's Tea Party. In this episode, I have the very lovely Matt Price, all the way from Cornwall. I've just spent the past five minutes with my fiance, Give me terrible puns, about which she looks very pleased. So as a result of that, uh, my brain is all over the place and I can't help but think of things that rhyme with other words. So, yeah, thanks for that. You're not going to not gonna respond. You're just, just going to sit there looking smug here. Great. This was a, a genuinely brilliant episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and obviously, I recorded it on the same day that I recorded with Kieran Boyd which was a brilliant episode. I hope you've listened to it and enjoyed it. That was really, really fun to record. This one, I walked away thinking, my word, that was a brilliant chat. Not that I didn't with any of the others, but it was just it was just the stories that he told. Just a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? All right, you're not helping. Um, what was I... Where was I? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> he, he, he was captivating. That is exactly the word I was looking for. Thank you captivated that's exactly what it was yeah it's great it's just i hope you all feel the same way when you listen to it back and i uh, i do suggest that you all go and listen to his podcast conversations with criminals because it's incredible it's really really good it is captivating there's only a little bit in this where the sound actually cuts out so it's largely successful much more so than a previous podcasts which is nice so we're getting there i think i'm starting to work it out additionally after the nightmare of a day that i had uh, i was a little bit more on my game which was uh, which was very pleasant because <laughs> i was just a little bit all over the place talking to kieran but it was still a good chat i think uh, i still really enjoyed it and also another thank you to the albany for allowing me to record the episode there both episodes uh, it was very kind and a special thank you to the bar staff who gave me chips when i was particularly hungry uh, because I had had a nightmare of a day. It's been a fortnight since the last one, and I, f- I feel like that's a good length of time. Like, I'm I'm quite busy at the minute, so I feel like a fortnight is, uh, is, a, is a decent length of time. So probably expect more episodes fortnightly from this point onwards until I become more available. So yeah, there's loads of interesting stories about Matt's travels and things that have happened to him and his partner and it's just great i just i hope you enjoy it so i will uh, i'll speak to you a bit further at the end with some more plugs however if you don't get to the end don't forget to check out his show in australia and check him out in edinburgh and en- enjoy the show hello and welcome to the comedian's tea party with side eves with me side eves and in this episode my guest is matt price Hello, Sai. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. Yeah, great to be here. Cool. Um, we are about to learn how to make loose leaf tea. I mean, have you done it before? Uh, not for a very long time. I assumed that you were like the tea daddy, so yeah. to speak. Many people would make that assumption. Uh, they would be incorrect. <laughs> okay, well, we'll have, we'll have a go. I mean, that is, you're, you're holding a bag of Russian tea. Yes, and I just tried to read the instructions, and obviously they are Russian, so. Yeah. Uh, right. So, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> All I know, I can give you some background if it helps. Yeah, go on. I, I mean, I, I'm was ve- I'm very glad to be here, obviously. And when I found out I was going to be a guest, I thought, right, I'll I shall bring some tea. And I happened to be in Russia. I was in St. Petersburg, and I said to the guy who was sort of taking me around, "Is the Russian tea?" And he said, "Well, yes, there is." 
He said, there's different types. And this particular one that you're holding, he said, this was before, this is sort of Soviet tea. Oh, right. In the sense that before things kicked off and capitalism kicked off, uh, that was the tea that they drank. And they've kept, they've held on to it. As a, for, I don't know if it's for nostalgia or what it, or, or if it's particularly good tea. But so we're going to find out. And yeah. I don't know what it's called because I can't remember, and I can't read Russian or speak Russian. So we'll, we'll find out. But yeah. it's it's Russian tea. It's old school Russian tea. I'm well. I'm I'm excited and scared in equal measure. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say that looks like it says Katata. I think Katata might well be the brand name of the shop. Okay. Because I got some honey as well, which I didn't bring. Right. Uh, and I was told that you can have it with milk as well, okay. which is good. We've got a little bit of milk there, still cold. So yeah. We're still and good. so you, or or you don't have to. And I I was told that there may or may not be caffeine in it. So I yeah. don't know. So your guess is as good as mine. But I thought it'd be a bit fun. Anyway. I mean, so far it smells like a sort of a fairly standard black tea. So I it might well be a standard black tea. Yeah. Let's find out. Um, okay. I don't know how long it's supposed to brew for because, uh, again, the, the instructions are in Russian. I don't know how long cool. we've been so far. Uh, about thirty seconds. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can give it. Should we? I don't want to take. I don't want to be. That's right. No, we'll, we'll give it a little. Give it a minute to brew. Um, cool. I mean, in the meantime, yeah. What were you doing in Russia? I well, I was doing a couple of gigs, but I was also teaching a workshop, which is not really something that I planned on doing. And I was going to interview a guy who wrote a book about how to survive in a Russian prison when you're not technically a criminal, which I thought would be great to do. And of course, very long story short, he said, oh, no, sorry, change my mind now. And I thought, oh, great, brilliant. And I met an Arab guy who was good company. And he said to me, listen, would you like to come and meet my friend tomorrow I've just texted her she'll tell you about crime and I went and I ended up in an old beautiful old building that used to be a brothel okay and it was quite well known by the police and I sat there I thought I was going to get half an hour and three and a half hours later I left quite drunk <laughs> they had in this brothel the everything in it this ex-brothel she owned so she signed the rental contract that said that she could have the contents of it. So that includes the safe that was in the kitchen. Right. And she said, oh, yeah, we get drunk and we try and crack the safe. And and I said to her, look, I'm not the most assertive of people. I don't want to be too forward. But can I have a go at cracking your safe, please? She said, well, you know, better men than you have tried, but give it a go. So I gave it a go and it, it didn't work. Right. Oh, so, I got really excited for a second there. I was really hoping, <laughs> no, because, I mean, I, I nearly lied. I nearly lied, but but I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was, it's, a, it's a shame. I didn't know what was in there. Yeah. And, I, I, and nobody knows what's in there. It might be nothing. Someone said it could be, could be a head or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and wow. we'll never know. Or I'll never know anyway. So what, what was it that she could tell you about crime? Well, she told me... I mean, don't, don't give anything away that might be on your podcast, by the way, because you... Uh, no, I mean, she, she was very interesting. I, she actually played it down, which tells me that for the most part, when somebody plays down what they have done, that she was, that she was a player. There, there, there were certain clues, the way she spoke about it, the amount of uh, 
of drugs that she'd sold, but she wasn't bigging herself right. up particularly. And also, more interestingly for me, was that she was in London. She was went to a very good school, a very good, very good university in London. She spoke several languages, including Russian. Spent much of her childhood going to and from Russia. Now lives there. She is, has a responsible job. She's an English teacher. Oh, okay. But she gets up to all sorts of stuff. But owns an ex-brothel? Yeah, she, she, she owns an ex-brothel, and she was kidnapped uh, a couple of times by what they call gypsy cab drivers. So you could just, at one point in Russia, you could just stop a car. Yeah. And pay them some rubles and get in. Wow. And because she's a tiny woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on a couple of occasions, she suddenly realised, oh, hang on, I, I appear to be in the middle of nowhere. But she dealt with that accordingly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And so... <laughs> but, and you know, she was there to tell tell. So. Oh, yeah. And, and she spoke about how to get drugs in Russia as well, which is not something that I do. I'm more than happy with the tea, but... <laughs> yeah, which could be drugs, we're not sure. Well, you never know. I mean... And and she spoke about the dark web and how they do it Russian style. Right. So it's slightly different over here. I've, I know someone who gets his personal drugs on the on the dark web, and it's just sent through the post. So yeah, he, yeah. T- typically, he might buy say a, a quarter of hash because he's quite old school, and he'll get uh, a very discreet looking package. It'll have a no- it doesn't always have a postmark on it because they they have to be discreet. Yeah. And typically, there'll be a pack of playing cards, and inside the playing card, there's a little hole that you can place the hash in, wow. in a vacuum-sealed bag, and it just looks like a pack of playing cards. Yeah, yeah. So, Like the old sort of Bible with a yeah, gun in it. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, so that's his method of doing it. In Russia, for some reason, sending it through the post is not quite as reliable. So what you do right. is you go onto the dark web, and you which is not as sinister as it sounds. And you go to a site and you order your drugs and then you then get a picture, a photograph of the dustbin that it's hidden in. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like almost like a treasure hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really bizarre. It, it almost sounds, you know, my, my dad listened to it and he said, oh, it sounds like some of them watching too many spy movies. But... That, that's how they do it. So yeah. she spoke a lot just about how crime in general works. The Arab guy told me all sorts of things about police bribery, right. which is that you can buy anything and bribe anybody over there, it would seem. Yeah. And then he spoke about the Chechens who run Moscow. And the, and the plan is for me to go back to meet, with an interpreter, Chechen criminals. Right, okay. Who are active. Yeah, yeah. But I can do it with a sort of journalistic license, as it were. Yeah. I hope. uh, hope. Or or I could go missing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, because obviously, you know, you get like Ross Kemp and stuff does that sort of thing, but then he's got a camera crew that are documenting it. (laughs) I I met him. I I liked him when I met him and, and, you know, I was always a fan and good on him. You know, I think his programs are, are great and the same with Danny Dyer as well. I wouldn't knock anybody, but I do sort of take pride in the fact that it is just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anything happens, there's there's no one there. I'm 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 my own hair, makeup, wardrobe, yeah, and director. So there's, so it, there's an, I don't know if there's an element of danger particularly. I I'm I take a few risks. Yeah, blimey. 
that's the uh, I mean from from my past of working in slightly dodgy bars in South End uh, there's uh, you know there's there's honour among thieves like they're, they're, sort of, they're generally trustworthy as long as you're nice to them I think so is what I've found yeah I, I, I would agree with that I mean look, the, the main thing is I'm speaking to people who have something to reflect upon I've met active criminals and I know some active criminals but I don't know their business yeah and I'm more about it's I always think to hmm 10 years from now you'll be great to talk to yeah yeah there's nothing personal just that they're, they're living it now yeah and that's between them and the police so I'm not a vigilante I'm not trying to expose anybody or anything like yeah. that I'm, I'm speaking to people typically when they've been to jail right when okay. they've stopped being and they've active. reformed as such reformed some <laughs> people would argue you never really get out of it but it's still it's still interesting to meet them and to, to get their their views so as far as honour dormant thieves, yeah Is dormant maybe yeah that's probably a good way of, of putting it I think the label often sticks it's hard for them to shake it off yeah. but I don't I don't think I'm in any danger yeah that's good I hope not yeah I'd, I've always sort of wondered about that sort of thing like how much danger are you in Honestly, I don't think so because I'm not from that world, and it, and I make it very clear that I'm not from that world. Yeah, I yeah, have, yeah. A, have a very I expect nothing of you. Have a specific reason to be there as well, which yeah. is good. You know, I mean, the podcast that I'm doing is is essentially me answering the questions that I would have had to have answered had I have taken violent revenge on the guy who nearly killed my missus. Right. So that's a very specific reason to be there. Yeah. So they, they, I'm not saying, oh, they respect me or they like me, but that's my calling card. And I'll say to them, look, you know, I want to know about your life and I want to sit and I want to listen and hear what you have to tell me and what yeah. your conclusions are. And we do that and we sit down and we talk and I spend most of the time listening and prompting, rather like you are now, yeah. um, thinking, what the hell's this? Quite often, <laughs> yeah, in yeah, a good yeah. way, but just, wow. How Watching am I, people unravel. How am I going to process this? Yeah. And... It's been a very interesting journey. You know, it's not particularly sinister. I have to say, all the people I've met are all very, very different. Yeah. All very different opinions as well. And I've liked most of them, I think, and enjoyed their company very much. And I've learned a lot from it as well. Yeah. And, you know, if I'd have gone to jail, I would could have been sharing a cell with anyone. Yeah. If you think, they, they just put you in with anybody. Yeah, of course, yeah. So. Well, that was, because uh, I was listening to your um, chat with, with Dave Courtney. Uh, on the way up here and um, like he was saying was he in a cell with his son yes yeah yeah and then yeah that that's so intense like that's yeah that's certainly from the way he was talking about it which and I uh, I, I implore anyone who's listening to uh, go and listen to that podcast because it's uh, it's great and it's uh, it's called um, conversations with criminals is that that's right yeah. yes it is yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, certainly different. It's uh, and and Dave and his friend Brendan have a very unique sense of humour. Yeah, I would say you get that vibe. Yeah, you do, and and it and it evolves as well. I mean, as it gets more into it, the, it becomes a lot more personal as well. And they tell me all sorts of things. So you know, it's been quite a. It's been very interesting, actually. It's um, when I first met them seven years ago, I sort of walked up the hill in southeast london in plumstead to dave's house and i thought i want to be in the company of a of a dangerous man that that, that was my agenda i felt like if I, I could justify me to me by being in the company of someone who could kill me if he wanted to yeah, yeah and 
I left after about 10 hours thinking, wow, I really like this bloke. He's actually very funny. Oh, really? And so I kept just going back yeah. and, and speaking to them more and more, and we've got to know each other. And it's not, it's not the crimes that I'm interested in. It's the humor and their view of the world. And Dave, there's a lot of talk about Dave Courtney, a lot of urban mythology about him. And he's the first person to tell you, actually, he wasn't really a criminal. He wasn't a particularly good criminal. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, not, not really. He, uh, he was a doorman. And he ran a security firm, and he ended up doing security at a high-profile criminal's funeral, and that was it. You know, the, the press said he was the heir to the British throne. Oh. So, he, so he wrote a book, and it went from there. He became a celebrity gangster. So, wow. But now, he's because he was famous, he couldn't do anything other, other than write books, make films, make music do sort of after dinner speaking yeah so he's an entertainer he's a funny guy so his own sort of notoriety has informed his personality pretty much yeah that's mad isn't it oh yeah it is no it is it's, it is it is he's a nice he's a good guy i wouldn't say he's nice he wouldn't want me to say that he was nice yes yeah. you know obviously he has a criminal that's past not his brand yeah and crime is not nice but he's a good guy yeah he's a good baddie yeah 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 is, is what he is yeah and he's, you, he's the bad guy that you all want to support yeah he is really so they, they are sort of underdogs. They're like the Del Boy and Rodney of, of crime, really. Yeah. Because now they have to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's, he's known yeah. by the police, therefore he can't commit crimes and you can't get a job working in Tesco. So you have to, to be self-sufficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where the challenge comes in. So I'm genuinely intrigued by them. I really am. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many parts is it in? Because I listened to the pilot of it. I haven't really decided, actually, how many it's going to be because I've that... The actual, that pilot episode, I had an iPhone that I put very close to the pool. I've even been on the pool table and we played pool and I just recorded the whole day. Yeah. And that was the first conversation that, that we ever had. Right. He explains why he plays pool one-handed and what he was doing. And then he spoke about his son. So I have quite a lot to sift through. I I don't know how many it's going to be. I'm going to tell the story as I see it. Yeah, yeah. It's... It isn't just Dave's story. It's Dave and Brendan, his right-hand man, his best mate for over... There's some very funny stories about him as well. Oh, some great like stories. Like being a coward. Yeah, that's, oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, they're, they're, they're excellent. And so I don't know how long it's... I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. I want to tell it as thoroughly as I can. And today was just a sort of... I put it out there just to see if people would be interested or not. Yeah. I mean, certainly from my point of view, like I, I, I want to hear more. So great. Well, that that's good. Well, that's right. That's, it's endorsed, then, isn't it? I don't think Twinings <laughs> are going to sponsor it. I wouldn't. Have no, I feel like uh, 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 you've maybe got more chance with celestial seasonings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with from, the bull, with the smoking bull. Yeah, <laughs> that is, is. I mean, he's literally. He it, looks livid. He does. He looks really angry. Yeah, <laughs> really angry. It's great. Like, I've got to imagine that that was done from a photo and whoever took that photo took that photo and then ran really, really fast. I wonder. I wonder. It's a strange looking beast, it has to be said. Yeah. And, it, and it's a strange marketing tool as well. Yeah. But uh, generally, uh, um, so if, if you haven't heard the last podcast with Kieran Boyd, um, we're recording those. I'm recording those on the same day, and uh, we we just had the celestial seasonings. Uh, was it morning thunder? Yes, yeah. it's morning, morning thunder. I'm just trying to picture if you couldn't read what you think that was, just 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 with the bull. 
Because I yeah, I'm just that doesn't say tea to me. I would no, I would assume some kind of dried meats. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it, the fact that it says contains caffeine as well is kind of worrying. Yeah, why did I have to add that? Like you sort of yeah, I don't know. It's isn't it? Most companies would would specify caffeine free. Yeah, I think so. So rather it, than it's got caffeine. Yeah, kind of boastable. But I believe you. I went dizzy though. <laughs> like, yeah, I know you did. I could, I could see from over there. I don't know if I changed colour, but I felt like I did. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Shall we, shall we try the, Go on. Yeah, the Russian Yeah, I think there were probably... Stuff. I mean, I don't know. It, looks, it looks like it's changed colour, Yeah, which is good. I don't but know if I've put enough in. Um, I don't know. Nice sound there, isn't it? That, that, that's yeah, if I can sample that. Do you do milk or...? Uh, I do milk. do milk, yeah. Okay. I'm going to have a little bit of milk. I might try a bit of milk as well. I can't quite... Sort of... It, I mean, that, it just looks like normal tea, really. It does look like normal tea. It smells moderately normal. It smells moderately normal as well, yeah. I'm, yes, you're right. As okay, this might be disappointing now. Sorry, people of Russia. <laughs> that is good. It means I can make a solid tea. Oh, that's true. I didn't think of it like that. Fuck me. So, of course, I, I go to different people's... Oh, it's got a funny colour. ...houses and, and different locations. I think maybe it's not strong enough. <coughs> and I went to somewhere to sort of interview a guy who's been on the wrong side of the law. Yeah. And he said to me, oh, would you like a cup of tea? And I said, yes, please. He said, what sort of tea do you want? Do you want normal tea or would you like the deluxe tea? And I said, well, I'm going to have to go deluxe. Yeah. And he said, all right then. So now you know the... What does that mean? Tea machines. Yeah, yeah. Where you get the cups. And it always, they always taste awful, I think. Anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's a cup of tea. Yeah. But it's generally not something that's been made with love. I th- you know, somebody, I don't know any of the details at all. Somebody had robbed a warehouse. <laughs> okay. But they, well, they planned to rob a warehouse but they robbed the wrong warehouse oh. and it happened to have all this tea in it. Yeah. And they were so angry at having robbed the wrong warehouse that they nicked all the tea in these cups. And then they realized, well, we can't really sell that on the black market. Yeah. So they went around the local area, you know, so dri- literally driving around with hundreds of cups sort of stacked inside each other to offer to various people in you know, it, I wouldn't say in the criminal underworld as such, but certainly people who are involved in crime. Yeah. And you think that they like tea. So that was the strangest cup of tea I've ever had. It was just, it was How really was it? weird. It, it, it was fine, but it just, <laughs> it just seemed weird to drink evidence. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so it was, oh, yeah. And he said, oh, look, we've got about 200 of these, so do you want another one? That's very kind. It was fine. I mean, it was just the sort of thing that you would get from. From a tea machine, but obviously he poured, he boiled the kettle and just poured water on it, and yeah. we sat there drinking deluxe tea and uh, and doing an interview. But it was, it was, it was kind of bizarre. How funny! Yeah, I know it was weird. Oh. <laughs> That's um, sort of a, of a similar uh, offer of things, uh, and I've, I was thinking about this on the way up here as well. Of some some of the people that I've been friends with over the years. Because uh, myself, like you know, I don't I don't touch drugs and I don't partake in any criminal activity except for uh, sometimes I go two or three miles over the speed limit. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is what hey, most people. I'm do. human. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
and you know, like I've only ever killed like four people, so yeah, it's a dabble. Um, but there was one of my friend's dad. Now, my my friend's dad was uh, he was a nice enough bloke, but a sort of a, a, a little bit of a shady character. And he was friends with some very shady characters. Right. One of whom I don't really want to say what I'm told he did. Okay. Fair but enough. Um, he yeah. was he was very involved in criminal activity, uh, a lone venture, if you will. Okay. Um, and uh, like, it was a weird man, nice guy, but weird. Um, and uh, and he turned to me once. He said, "Oh, do you want some of this?" And held up a joint. And I was like, "Oh no, I'm all right, thanks, man." And he said, are you sure? It's got some coke in it. I was like, nope. <laughs> wow. No, 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 really, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, God, isn't that, that's weird. Isn't like it? I was going to say no before, but like definitely no now. D- did he not mind? He wasn't offended or anything? No, he was a no. nice bloke. Yeah, and then, most people are nice about it. Yeah. Like. That's, it's the funny thing. Sort of a number of my... Uh, no, uh, I won't grasp them up. A number of my friends are uh, uh, drug takers and sort of neither me nor my fiancé are... Uh, at all interested but we'll go to parties and they'll be like oh do you want some drugs and we're like oh, no thank you and they go oh cool yeah no worries but they, they act to us like we're the weird ones for sort of like how sort of most people be like oh drugs oh no not for me and they're just like oh really oh, oh all right yeah sure yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i can imagine no, I, I, but they're cool I've, about it yeah it's of course fine. no I've, I've sat there with people i'll drink tea or whatever or coffee while people smoke a joint or take whatever it is I, I don't mind it's just, just not for me really. yeah yeah I just think uh, I'm, I'm not an idiot but I'm, a coke wouldn't be good for me I don't think yeah I don't Im- want to imagine what I'd be like on cocaine I don't no. think it'd be I don't think I'd be a very pleasant human at all <laughs> no and I, and I can hug people without ecstasy um, yeah I think I've got a decent enough imagination that I probably don't need acid so I took mushrooms once when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? Yeah, never again. Horrible. Oh, really? Horrible experience. I enjoyed, I have to say, I enjoyed the ritual of picking the mushrooms. Oh, okay. You did it like, properly? Well, yeah, there's a place in Cornwall. I don't think it's there anymore. I think it's just a road now, but it was called Teagle Straits. And you used to go down Teagle and with a brown paper bag. Everyone had, the, everyone had brown paper bags. And, right. you, and you would go and pick them at a certain time of year. And we're talking, it's a long time ago now, and I was like a teenager. And it was me and my friend and his dad. All right. And we went picking them. And there's other people there with brown paper bags at the time, all picking these mushrooms and all pretend that they're not picking the mushrooms. Yeah. And then we it's took them back. And I think we made tea, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course we did. We made magic mushroom tea. Yeah. And it was possibly the worst night of my life. But I'm kind of glad I did it. Because that was it. I was, nah, I don't need to do this. Yeah. Definitely not once. I just did it the once. Didn't know what I was doing. I was about 18, probably. Yeah. And I thought, nah, this just isn't for me. Yeah. So I've just had, uh, I've had some experiences of other people doing drugs. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that have been sort of similar of me seeing it and going, oh, that's not for me. And I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast before. But um, again, in the in the pub that I used to work in, um, where it was, it was known that people were taking drugs, and it was just sort of, yeah. it was fi- like if we caught them doing it, we'd stop them. But we knew they were doing it, and they'd be careful about it. But you know, they were they were quite nice about it. Mm. But um, there was a guy who did like the odd shift there, and um, my mate went behind the bar once and saw him laying on the floor, 
And he said, you all right, mate? And he went, yeah, 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 you know, I've just I've done some ketamine. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I can move. Wow, that's <laughs> So he amazing. was just stuck to the floor. And another time, same guy, um, one of my other mates went down to the kitchen once and saw him there and he's just standing up against the wall, like sort of arms out flat against yeah. it. And he went, you all right, mate? And he went, yeah, yeah. I think I might be wallpaper. <laughs> oh, lovely. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but but it doesn't but it's good in a way because it doesn't make me want to do it. I don't yeah. think, oh great, I could be scared yeah. and confused. Like I've got some funny drug stories. They're not about me. <laughs> you know what? I'm happy with that. I think that's great. Yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. I knew somebody who took acid once, was outside in the garden talking to God. And then got really, really freaked out when God threw a bucket of water over him. <laughs> and it was the next door neighbour yeah. going, you bastard, what are you, this three o'clock in the morning, who, are you, who do you think you are? And he was freaked out because he was, God, God sounds like, you know, somebody I know, but I can't work out who it is. Why has God got a Cornish accent? Yeah. And he said to his two friends, can you take me to the nearest mental hospital? And they were also on acid, so they all jumped in a car and drove to this mental hospital and he said there was literally a point where we could go left and go to the mental hospital and I, and I say that term I don't mean it in yeah, any yeah, sort yeah. of nastiness to you know that's uh, that we're, we're going to go to the loony bin go left or we can go right and then just go back home and you go speak to God again and he said oh fuck it I've come down now let's go right <laughs> he said but he was more than willing to be sectioned because God threw a bucket of water over him oh how funny it is funny and I say funny like it's horrendous well, but it, it, I'm glad it's not me. It doesn't make me want to do drugs. I don't think drugs are particularly cool. I think that there are some funny drug stories, and I don't know how you think about it, but I, but I do. And I, but I do think that sometimes... Do you know, am I allowed to be mildly annoyed on yeah. your podcast? I don't like it when people bang on about how great drugs are. Yeah. You know, I think... When oh, no, you need to, like, broaden your mind, man. I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't think so. I'm, don't get me wrong. It's another perspective. Yeah. But you can stand on the edge of a cliff. That'll broaden your mind. There's lots yeah, absolutely. of things you could do. Because that's, uh, that's the funny thing. Like, uh, I've known people like that in the past who mm. sort of, they try and push it on you. And everyone that I'm friends with now, uh, if they're taking drugs, like, I, I do generally just drink tea in the corner. And I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get pissed or whatever. But, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but I... Do sort of I do various things where I sort of get thrills like I'll, I I surf and uh, I snowboard and amazing. There's like because I've, I've meditated in the past as well, which is great. But there's nothing that will ever clear your mind and get you more centered than when you're surfing. Because yeah. when you're on a wave, that is the only thing in the world that's happening, and like nothing else exists, and it's incredible. Absolutely, only a surfer knows the feeling. As yes, they say. and I, and I get it. I spent a summer surfing or trying to surf anyway yeah and because I, I, I used to skateboard i was very good actually oh, yeah yeah no i and I, I yeah i genuinely was and i never say i'm good at anything but i was good <laughs> i did freestyle skateboarding oh There's wow footage of me online actually of, of doing it and i was good at it and uh surfing i wouldn't say was the next step but it was something that back home in cornwall of course you know, lots of beaches there yeah. and lots of it so i get it with surfing but that, that's an incredible rush yeah, it, it's an extraordinary thing. It's amazing. You know, just catching a wave, you know what it's like. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's such an amazing thing, and you know, and then that wave was gone. Yeah, it's, it's unique. Even if it seems like the waves are setting in the same way, they're not. 
yeah really so every wave is unique and they all feel very, different yeah, absolutely yes yeah, a very special thing but sort of you know you and i knowing that rush i can understand if nobody else has ever felt that how they might want to feel like a certain yeah oh, of course. that sort of thing and yeah. like if they've discovered they can feel that with drugs then i i get that um oh you can and, and also as well i suppose with surfing i've you must have wiped out and been under the water for longer than you wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How bad is that? That's scary. Yeah. That that that's we're going to draw an analogy. That's like a bad trip. Yeah, because when when you sort of you, you, you think you're upright and you start swimming and you're like, am I? I can't tell. And then you yeah. think I've been underwater for too long, and it's probably like seconds, if that. But yeah. yeah, it feels like forever. Yeah, I remember being at Perrinporth Beach and the surf being sort of blown out, so it wasn't clean at all, and paddling out and, and trying. And I'm, and I'm talking like a pro now, like mm. a you know. That film Big Wednesday, where they got the, the uh, massive sort of twenty foot waves. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like that. It was about three foot, but it was blown out. So it was the winds all over the place and the t- tides pulling you everywhere. And and I can remember thinking, oh, I'll try and duck dive, which is quite an interesting yeah. maneuver. You know, where you dive underneath the wave, and the next thing I know, this wave sort of on top of me, and um, and that's it. And I'm thinking, great, I'm going to die now. And I'm just splashing around. And of course, I I swim. I thought I'm going to swim, and then I hit the bottom. And, and I feel like I've done it for an eternity because you haven't you know like yeah. you say it's only a few seconds and then finally you think, oh thank god I'm alive oh god here we go again there's another wave yeah on top yeah of yeah and then it, you know it is it's it, it, but it's, it's still great though I'd love to better surf properly oh yeah oh I can't I can't at all I'm rubbish but it's great fun it's yeah. beautiful it's a beautiful thing isn't it yeah absolutely oh, I'm glad you surf that's really cool <laughs> yeah yeah, I've uh, I've got a sister in uh, Indian Queens, so oh nice, I sort of oh. go down that way all the time. Oh brilliant, of course, yeah, because you gig down there as well. Isn't yes, you? yeah, that's how I met Graham. Well, say you bastard. Just got <laughs> to say that he's a good friend of mine. He'll understand yes. that, that that was Cornish for hello, Graham. <laughs> yeah, I'm we're, sure he knows. We're we're going to Australia actually, me and Graham yeah. Wilkes and Dan Triscott. Yeah, we're doing that soon. Yeah, Dan Triscott was on two episodes ago. Oh well, yes, and, uh, he enjoyed that. Uh, did he? Yes, he did. Oh, yeah, cool. I'm going to say I'm enjoying it as well. No, he d- he did enjoy it. And the thing is, the, there's the, the comedy circuit where there's a grapevine, and people talk. But there's also the little Cornish comedy circuit. Yeah. As well, and we talked, and he said, "Yeah, it's a bloody beaut on," is what he said, which hey. is uh, <laughs> he said it was a bloody beaut on, which um, I'll slow it right down. Bloody, as in bloody. Yeah. Beaut on, as in beautiful. Oh, all right. Uh, it was really good <laughs> that that is that is proper cornish that is yeah that's the most cornish thing i've ever heard absolutely it's the most cornish thing i've ever said <laughs> but, but, but he went oh really beautiful was so oh nice oh i'm yeah. glad yeah no absolutely that, that's that's like a compliment in uh, in cornish dialect <laughs> yeah very cornish dialect nice uh, how was the gig down there uh yeah it's good it's good fun yeah it's the um st Austell brewery oh cool yeah, and I was, I was opening, and it, like, it was a really weird vibe, but it was cool. I had fun. It's always a weird vibe. I like Sonostal, or Snozzle, as yeah. they call it. And I actually, I used to be a, I was a trainee swimming pool attendant there. Oh, right. And I got fired because I couldn't swim. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And I, and I, there was all sorts of things that happened. I knocked over a trampoline when I was trying to put it out. And another time I, I, was carrying a ladder and it it smashed through the ceiling yeah and what really did it was there was a clock so it was years ago so i was like 16 not really wanting to be there couldn't swim very well hated it couldn't see the point either yeah in swimming 
So why be a trainee lifeguard? It's stupid, isn't it? And I'm stood on the side of the pool with this guy. There's a metal ladder, and I've got to change the clock. Right. So, and this this guy, the lifeguard, he he wasn't a bully, but he was certainly he was older than me, and he would take liberties a little bit. He would take the piss a little bit. So he's holding the bottom of this metal ladder on the poolside, and I go up the metal ladder, and he's back in the day you were able to go like that which is like an insult yeah. essentially um, anybody in their 40s will tell you how hilarious that was but it wasn't a complimentary thing anyway yeah. you can't really do it now but he was making these noises that were suggesting that I was stupid and he wasn't entirely he wasn't entirely mistaken about that uh, but there was a bare wire now when I say bare I don't mean like lots of wires there yeah, was yeah. actually like the youth would say, there was a bare wire, and I touched this wire, and I got an oh, electric shock. And but of course, you know, my grandma used to say, "A problem shared is a problem halved." He shared the electric shock with me, and he squealed like, <laughs> ah, like this. Oh, amazing! And shortly Sounds after like it that, couldn't have happened to a nicer person. Well, shortly after that, I was asked, uh, "Maybe you don't want to do this anymore." And I thought, "Yeah, I shall. I <laughs> shall leave." And so I did. How funny. No, it is. It's ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Stupid, really. But, but I've always done that. I've always done things that will sort of challenge me in a way. You know, I didn't plan on speaking to criminals or, you know, people on the wrong side of the law, but it's something that frightened me, so I did it. Yeah. Same with stand-up. Did it. Skateboarding used to scare me, so I did it. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've spent a lot, of, a lot of my life trying to prove things to myself. So people I went to school with, they'll see me. I'm, I'm talking at you now, Si, but honestly, I don't know... Have you ever met someone who you went to school with? Most people I meet, and I'm like, oh, actually, I quite like you. You know, yeah. it's okay. Even idiots. People. One, one guy said to me, mate, I just want to apologise for everything I ever said when I was a kid. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all right. Not, why don't we have a pint? Yeah, you know, I've heard that. Yeah, brilliant. And I'm like, do you know what? That's cool. One guy said to me, look, can I apologise for everything I ever said before the age of 30? <laughs> and I'm like yeah okay all right, I think then. we should all do I'm that like, wow okay yeah f fair enough and I'm not knocking anybody of any age I'm not but this guy I'm walking on the industrial estate where my dad lives there's like four houses down there we're one of them been there since 1860 and a guy pulls up in a car and he goes he goes alright and I thought oh god it's you I remember you from school so he drives wait there and he drives up and he comes back in another car and does like a donut in the middle of the road. And he gets out of the car and he looks at me, he's got this cocky expression on his face and he goes, Matthew motherfucking Price, as I live and bastard and breathe. And he dry humps the air. He goes, I've got three daughters, two cars, and I own a pub. What have you done with your life? You're a comedian, heard your shit. And I said, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, well, do a show, I'll come along and heckle you. And I said, no, please don't. Please don't, because I can't handle somebody interjecting. I don't think I'm better cope. And he's the only person I've met from school, and I met dozens of people who I thought, no, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. You are a genuine bona fide. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you can edit that bit I'll out. That. That, that. That was for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, no, no, cut that out completely. <laughs> you're a, a genuine bona fide idiot. Nice. Yeah. It's funny. Like I, I remember there was one, because I, I worked in another bar sort of a bit later on, it was around the same time that I started right. doing comedy. And a guy uh, came in and he went, oh, hello, Si, are you all right? And I was like, oh, all right, man, how are you doing? And he says, oh, 
God, I'm so sorry for like bullying you in school. And I was like, I thought we were friends. <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's <laughs> Wow. Oh, see, that, that takes me back to years ago before I was doing, you know, comedy. I was working in, in, in central London and we had like a, a day out on a Sunday to watch a football match. I mean, that, that was bizarre. Yeah. But the guy who gave me a lift said, oh, I can't believe we're actually sat in the car. Uh, driving on the way to a football match together. And I said, how do you mean? Well, I mean, we hate each other, don't we? <laughs> and I didn't have a clue. I was like, no, I, I had no idea. Do it's we? still, yeah, honestly. So, yeah, no, we, we're enemies. We're like bitter, mortal enemies. I'm like, well, mate, have you got the right person here? This is ridiculous. Like, it's very sad. There was a woman as well at BT from Wales who, who she, she didn't like the look of me because I was the spitting image of a guy who she knew from her village in Wales. Oh, amazing. And I said to her, you, you do realise, don't you, that, that I'm not actually him. Yeah, I know, but, it, but you look exactly like him and it just sounds like he's doing a stupid accent. <laughs> like, where, do, where do these people come from? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not me. No, I know, but it still sound, you look so much like him. I, I swear to God, you're him. And I go, no, I'm How not. funny. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really genuinely not. So yeah, I'm, I know it's a cliche, but wow, I've met some interesting people. Yeah. Some, you know, some, some characters. I like them. that's amazing. See, I've done stuff like that in the past, but where I've met someone who uh, looked like somebody that I used to know, mm. uh, reminds me of them in sort of some way, or I used to think they were a dickhead. Yeah. And uh, I've got to know them and known that the person actually turns out to be lovely, yeah. or. Uh, well, quite often, like I just found them intimidating because I was a very shy sort of same teenager, same and then I, I got a load of confidence again around the age of nineteen, and then it just trailed off for my entire twenties. <laughs> um, and then, like twenty-eight, I started working in that bar and started stand-up at the same time. Okay, that's cool. And uh, and now I'm the overly confident man you see before. Abs- absolutely, yeah, no, but I love not it. at all confident. But um, yeah, it's just it's really weird, and so. I've met people that used to intimidate me because I, I used to look at them and be like, "Oh my god, they're so cool!" Like they talk to people and everything, and like, and I, I know them now, and I'm good friends with some of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but additionally, I've also met people who really, really remind me of people that I hated in school, and I've got to know them. And in, instead of sort of tiring them with the brush of being like, "Oh, you're the person that I knew in school and hated." Uh, I'm going, oh no, that person's being replaced now with this nicer version. Yeah, so. no, that, that's, a, that's a lovely way of looking at it. I mean, it, it's weird. I guess you never know who somebody is until you really speak to them. Like, Absolutely. I'm always surprised and amazed and sometimes shocked, and, you know, not in a judgmental way, by what's going on in people's lives. Yeah. It's very easy to assume. And I think I, I was very shy, but now I just, I'm, I'm in the Matt Price couldn't give a fuck years. Yeah. Really, you know, I want I want people to like me. I want to get on, but it's like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm going to die one day. I'm going to do the absolute best I can and try not to be shy and try not to be awkward and try and be forgiving of people. And it's interesting. And some people, you know, you, you look at them and I, I, if I see someone who's sort of particularly good looking, for example, that, that, that's not an easy hustle either. No, I'm sorry. People can really, no, exactly. <laughs> you must find it very hard, you know, because people make assumptions that everything in your life is yeah, going to be yeah, perfect. Yeah. If you, and, and it's not always, always the case. And, and I have to have a word on myself. I, not so much now, but I just realised once, I can't even remember when, that well, actually maybe, maybe I was in my 30s and I thought, 
10 years ago, I would have hated you purely on your appearance. Yeah. Whereas now, I just think, good on you, mate. You're, you're a good-looking person. You yeah. enjoy Embrace yourself. Embrace it, yeah. Because you're going to be dead the same as me, you know, with, without being too cynical, <laughs> you know. And so I, no, there's all, there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of people. I tell you something, actually, talking about appearances. My dad said to me years ago, and, and this worked out, he said to me, look, if ever somebody starts on you, if ever someone says to you, what are you looking at? in a situation just say to them oh, sorry you remind me of somebody from back home and he's a great guy he oh said, that's amazing yeah and do you know what it genuinely helped me yeah, yeah, yeah. he must have told me that I don't know years and years ago and <clears throat> bear in mind my only experience really of sort of violence I used to have a friend who would walk into the local pub every time he'd walk in he would go right this is back home in Cornwall. Right, who was the hardest bloke in this pub before I arrived? <laughs> and he would get such an interesting response. And I remember one guy picking him up and physically carrying him out of the pub. And I could see his legs sort of <laughs> almost like he was running through the air. Well, it was only asking and he threw him out of the pub. But so my, my dad says to me, you know, in that situation, say that. So I was in Glasgow with the missus and we were at Buchanan Street bus station having a cup of tea. And it was just years and years later. And I love Glasgow. That's where Martha's from. And I make eye contact with a guy. And this guy says, what are you looking at, pal? And I remembered what my dad told me. And I said, look, I'm really sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to stare at you. And I said, but you, you are, believe it or not, you are the spitting image of a guy who's a, who I used to know, a lovely guy from back home in Cornwall. And I kind of got out of it. Yeah. But then it, it, it sort of kicked off. Right. Because he said, oh, wh where are you from? I said, I'm from Cornwall. Ah, oh, Cornwall, it's beautiful. But my missus, who is five foot one and quite ferocious, yeah. says, right, well, come on then. And I had to stand oh. between the two of them. And, and I said to him, listen, um, I, I know this is going to be a bit odd, but I'm cool with you. Do you mind maybe walking away? Because if the missus kicks off, we're both in trouble. And he left. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> well played. So I have my strategy, but I have my little Glaswegian human shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, given that I've told you that she got attacked all those years ago, could seem a bit crass, but it's not. I mean, she, she's great. She's over it. We're, we're extremely happy. And uh, and I Good. wouldn't mess with her. Yeah. Definitely not. She's. I mean, I, I'm six foot three, and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a big unit. Yeah. But my missus is more ferocious than me. Genuinely. <laughs> As an individual... She, she has a, a huge skill set. <laughs> okay. Everything from self-defense to hypnosis. Really? Yeah, conflict resolution she's trained in. She's trained I'd love to say hypnosis in a fight. <laughs> well, yeah, no. I, she, she hypnotized me over the phone once. Really? Yeah, really. Honestly, yeah. Wow. It was extraordinary. When we were first together, she hypnotized me over the phone. She was quite cocky about it as well but it was funny i mean i would be too to be fair <laughs> yeah no it, yeah it was just weird she 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 brought me out of the trance of wow where did that half an hour go oh it's okay you've been under under my spell as it were good grief yeah a very very clever woman but then she hasn't you know i'm not i'm not an idiot but you know but she's yeah she's very smart yeah i'm in awe of my missus Good. That's the way it should be, I think. Yeah. Is, uh, my my fiance is uh, quite incredible. She's a 
very clever woman and uh, considerably funnier than I am. Oh, but same uh, with me. Th- thankfully, uh, t- too anxious to get on stage. <laughs> I'm safe. That, that helps. <laughs> so instead, I've just got her saying, "Why don't you change that line to this?" And I go, "Thank you very much." Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Now, well, so you get to workshop stuff at home. Then. Yeah. Yeah, to some extent, she sort of she hates everything that I say to her. <laughs> wow. Comedy wise, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I don't. Think she, <laughs> she enjoys the conversation. Yeah, of course she enjoys the conversation. No, but she's not gonna. <laughs> she's allowed to hate your comedy. But, yeah, uh, yeah. How long have you been together for? Uh, it's nearly two years. Cool, it's good. Yeah, so it's not long, but it's it's bright, isn't it? So it's all right. Yeah, it's, if it, if it my, works, it works. Yeah, so. of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Before I'd never been with anyone for more than you know, three months. We live in the same life, you know that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And you're you're like ten years. Well, may- maybe longer. I don't know how you know, but you're gonna be. You got things to look forward to. You know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so. I was just about to say ten years from now you'll be speaking to people in the criminal underworld. But that isn't <laughs> yeah. quite what I meant. But no, I I um I never had any long term relationships until Martha. And uh, it's worked out, which is great. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm How pleased. Long? How long Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Yeah, we're not married. We sort of, you know, like um, car dealers, used car dealers. Of oh, how much are you going to give me for that? And they'll agree on a price, and they'll spit into yeah, them yeah, yeah, and, and they'll shake hands. Uh, we kind of did that yeah. around about 2006. Do you think we'll get married? Yeah, I think so. And put it there, you know. So we might, at one point, she wants to go skydiving, like a skydiving Elvis Presley wedding right, okay. in Las Vegas. And I'm just like, I can't do heights. Don't mind Elvis, he's the king. But I can't, I can't do heights. The good thing about jumping out of a plane is uh, that the heights will leave you. Well, they probably <laughs> you, you will. Won't be, you won't be high for long. No, well, that that's true. Yeah, I suppose you can only be... How, maybe you get less and less scared as you as you fall down. I don't. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. Or just pass out near the top, <laughs> wake just, up on the ground. I just I, I don't want to get on the front page of Chortle for dying. Yeah, dying during your wedding. During a wedding. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, it, you, you've got to go somehow. How would you like to die? Oh, um, uh, bitten by a zombie. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Quite, I, I like the sound of it. Like yeah. but sort of being mauled by several zombies sort of like I'm taking loads out and uh, and I've got a grenade <laughs> they're all on me and I'm like I'm gonna I'll save everyone yeah save the town that's my thing it's, it's uh, great I'll be a martyr oh do you know <laughs> no no it's it, it's cool it, it's great and I, I sleepwalk oh really yeah I do and now it, it's I've somnambulism stopped. yes yeah and it's a I very, learned that word recently very very strange I'm, I'm only saying that because it I'd like to go out in a blaze of glory. I won't. I'll probably die, hopefully, in my, know, in my 80s or something like that, in my sleep. It'll be nice. It'll be, yeah. You know, I won't too, know too much around it. I'll go to heaven. Everything will be cool. That's what I would like yeah. to happen. But there is a part of me that would like to be sort of like Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, and go, go out in a blaze of glory. I don't know if he dies in many of his films. But I sleepwalk, and I, I have, I'm always trying to save the world. And I unplug things. So we have a mattress, double mattress on the floor, and I'm always unplugging Martha's iPad, which, oh, right. you know, <laughs> she doesn't take too kindly to. Yeah. I yanked a pillow out from underneath her one day. 
and I took the pillow and I threw the pillow out <laughs> of our bedroom window because I thought it was an unexploded bomb. Right. And that's how, and I, she said, what did Stands you do that for? And I said, well, that's bomb disposal, isn't it? Yeah. And, and it got really out of hand. One time I was in the West Country, Paul Revel, good friend of mine, very good comedian, um, he heard me screaming the place down. I dreamt I was on a battlefield. There was a guy who said he was a sniper at the gig, so that explains it. Right, okay. The red dot on the television made me think there's a sniper. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. had a gun. I was going bang, 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 bang. And I woke up outside the hotel room on the landing with several startled guests in this sort of boutique hotel with the manager saying, Mr. Price, if you break the hairdryer, you will have to pay for it. You do know that. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. So I was like, oh, take the hairdryer chucking socks at the uh, at the television in my sleep again the red dots wow it was terrible it's amazing terrible. and i um, that my favorite was when because my voice changes as well you see all right so i kind of and i think and I, i'll tell you why in a minute why i think it happens well i, I kind of speak like this because that, that's my hero voice right, right? okay so Martha's got a fan on her side of the bed and I dreamt one day and you're, you're kind of half asleep. It's weird, weird state. I can hardly describe it. There's a fan and of course I dreamt that a World War II propeller plane had crashed into the wall. It was Martha's fan. Oh, right. right but I didn't know that. Next to the, to the aeroplane, there was a casualty who was unconscious. So I thought, well, I'd better bend down and pick up the casualty. <laughs> so I've got the casualty in my arms and I can, I can hear the casualty go, ooh, ooh, that is... And because I'm asleep, I can't quite make out, but I know they're a little bit upset and a bit distressed. And I, well, you would be. Your plane's just crashed. Well, exactly. And I say something to the, I, 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 and I say something to her to reassure her. And then, of course, she goes, "Matt, you're fucking dreaming again." <laughs> and I've got her in my arms, and she's angry because I said to her before I woke up, and this is the woman I adore. I said to her, "You're too heavy. You can't be saved." <laughs> And, she's oh, going, and she goes, you're, you're fat shaming me in my sleep. What are you doing? And I'm going, I'm really sorry. It wasn't me. And all that. so we kind of laughed about it. Then she makes me go to the doctors. And I go to the doctors and I go, look, I'm chucking stuff out of the bedroom window, like unexploded bombs and all that. And he kind of giggles. And and we and he goes, look, I'm going to have to sort of look on my computer. Now Martha sat digging me in the ribs. You know, come on, you need to tell him all the information. And... Uh, and he says, look, have you, have you thought of maybe um, going for sort of psychotherapy or something like that? Like, you know, and I said, yeah. well, not really. He said, well, I don't know how to say this, Mr. Price. He said, but according to psychotherapists, explosions, I don't want to be crude on your podcast, but this is what you said. Go on. Explosions, are your, it's the, the subconscious desire to ejaculate. Right. I know. And, and so I'm sat there with the doctor and the missus, and they're kind of, I can see they're stifling their laughter. And I go, well, look, I, 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 it's not a subconscious, I'm a man, and I, I don't want to say this, I know you're a doctor, I, it's not a subconscious desire, I have the desire to ejaculate, but not out of my bedroom window. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore, what am I doing? And then and Martha said, well, you need to do something, you need to go for some kind of counselling or get some medication. And, she, and, and she's saying in front of that, I mean, what, what if it gets out of hand? You know, what if you end up dreaming that I'm an unexploded bomb? And I go, well, you're not an unexploded bomb. Oh, you wouldn't better throw him out of the window because I'm too heavy, I can't be saved. <laughs> so we kind of had a row about it. And then it, I, I 
started just talking about it, really. I've spoken about it a little bit on stage, not a lot. And I, obviously, I spoke to Martha quite a lot about it. And then eventually, it was sort of all right. You know, occasionally, I will wake up and I'll, I'll think. I, I said to her one day, I woke her up and I said, do you know veeping and vaping? <laughs> and she said, Matt, what the fuck are you talking about? It's four o'clock in the morning. I said, do you know veeping and vaping? And she went, no. Okay, but you will. And just went back to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> and, then the, and, and also as well, I was told that when, when I was going, I had this gun in my hand, I was going bang, 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 bang in the hotel. Because you're asleep, because I, I was worried I was going to attack Martha in my sleep. Um, and she said, no. She said, you won't. She said, because... I said, what about that time I was throwing hard, vicious Mike Tyson-type punches in my sleep? I was going, bang, 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 bang. She said, no, you won't. She said, you actually... You actually... So this is the speed you did it at, she showed me. You, you actually went... Cunt. <laughs> And that's the quick version of it. She said, I could have made a cup of tea. So, so, so I was outside the hotel room and I was with this hair jar in my hand going, burn, burn, burn. And that. So every time we have an argument, we don't, we don't argue very often, but she's got a great sense of humour and she's funnier than me. Occasionally she, she will go, burn, oh, and walk amazing. off. It's great. I mean, between that and Hans the yodeling beaver, she, she's got me. I went to Austria and I brought her back a, a yodeling beaver. You squeeze it, right, okay. beaver, and you know, and it, sorry, and it, and it yodels. And we we had a very rare row. I mean, you know, and uh, but I, I took a backward step and trod on this beaver, and it starts yodeling. She's oh, amazing. She said, "We'll have to stop. We could uh, we'll have to stop the argument now." I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely." <laughs> so, oh, brilliant. Yeah, no, I didn't expect to tell you that, but I have. No, it's great. I'm glad you did. <laughs> We're going to have to uh, wrap it up, unfortunately. Cool. No, that's uh, right. No, no oh, worries. Thanks I for having me. I should have left here a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Um, okay. Whilst we're here, uh, what do you think of that tea? Because uh, that was not a normal black tea, after all. I, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. What, what did, I, I'd quite liked it, yeah. Yeah, quite it's pleasant. weird. It's, sort of, it's a bit... It's a bit like it was a little bit like a, a, a normal black tea, a little bit kind of Earl Grey. Yes. But also something that I don't know if I could pin down what it is. Okay. Something kind of floral. Um, yeah, th- that would like make I'm not sense. scared about driving home, but for a moment I was thinking, what is this flavour? Oh really? Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. Oh right, okay. I mean, it, it it tasted like sort of black tea gone slightly wrong yeah maybe that's probably I'd, a better description than uh, what i just said no 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 i, I, I prefer your description I, I i felt that was more insightful to be honest i um, just i'm trying not to become too much of a tea snob but i am growing to learn the sort of the flavors of stuff and yeah it's uh yeah it's nice it was nice oh, good I'm, I'm glad well i'm glad you liked it i thought i think that's really cool well, yeah yeah good and I'll be taking some beetroot tea home with me as well, for which I'm very yeah, grateful. Some of Twinings. Thank you very much, Twinings, for sending us that free tea. Thank you, Twinings. So, You're great kind. people. Matt's going to share that with Martha and uh, have a lovely time. I and, think uh, so. Yeah. 
So you're going to Australia for the Cornish... Um, the Cornish Comedians Showcase. Yes. Yes. Uh, and where is that? Because this is what Daniel didn't know. Oh, that, that's in Adelaide at the Griffins Hotel. And it's on the last four days of the festival. So it's the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th at the Griffins Hotel. Just follow the queue. It's going to be Cornish Mania. Cool. Um, Sounds um, good. No, I don't know. I'm hoping it's going to be really good. I've heard good things about it so far. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's going well. I mean, I, I like I like comedy and I like being a comedian. <laughs> yeah, and, that's fortunate. And hopefully it'll go well. I think we'll have, we, we should have some fun. Nice. Uh, are you going to Edinburgh? I will be going to Edinburgh. Not quite sure what I'm going to do just yet. Cool. But so just look out for you. This is around the sort of time when I'm, I'm asking that question, knowing that nobody can really give a, a solid answer. But Well, it, I, I just, I know I definitely want to take a show. I, I, I like doing it. I've done loads of Edinburgh's. I think 13 or something like that. So, oh, well. I've, done a, so I've done a lot. And, um, and I always like to do something. I'm like the Cornish Arthur Smith. He always says he likes to go to Edinburgh yeah and I, and I like to be out there doing something it probably if I'm honest it'll be under the radar on the free fringe and uh, best way I find and I'll just have a good I'll just have a really good time doing it most fun way of doing it I think yeah I'm just going to have fun enjoy yeah. myself do it I'm, I'm going to Asia in June to do some gigs as well so oh great be nice. I've, I've been there before and I'm going back so that's going to be good I'm going to Vietnam and Thailand as well oh wow which would be cool that's um, amazing yeah, so it should be good. I mean, it, it, it sounds good. But I've realised as far as the sort of the the foreign gigs go, as it were, I mean, you know, I, I remember saying to somebody, yeah, so I've, uh, you know, I did Slovenia and uh, Croatia and Hungary. And then a Croatian comedian said, yeah, and I did Birmingham, Manchester and Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> Not that much uh, different, mate. Yeah. But it's oh, cool. funny. Nice. Uh, have you got anything else to plug? I'd podcast of well the, the, there is the podcast yeah, yeah. absolutely I'd, I'd appreciate it if people listen to it it's yeah go good. check that out it is it is it's good i'm very proud it really of it. is yeah and it's it's a bit it's a bit different as well I, th- I like to think it's different i don't know um it's been an unusual uh, certainly an unusual journey i would say yeah so check out conversations with criminals yeah cool uh, well, thanks very much for coming on, man. Thank you, mate. Been, I really appreciate it. It's been an absolute delight. And uh, I, like, I have had to cut it slightly short, but just because we're getting kicked out of here in a minute. That, that's, that's, that's all right. Brevity is good sometimes. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't worry about editing anything out. Cool. Except for that one bit that you told me to absolutely edit out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, there, there is that bit. But then we can leave people wondering what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I almost feel like I want to give a... A clue now, but I'm not going. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to. We'll yeah. leave. We'll, we'll leave. Leave that. people intrigued. They'll, they'll have to come and see you live. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Where there's a, uh, a non-disclosure agreement uh, to be signed on the way in and out. Wow. <laughs> that, it's a good. It's a good way though. You need an angle. Absolutely. And so that that could well be my angle. But yeah. Well, if you edit that bit out, and then maybe uh, people can email their suggestions as to what it might be that we spoke about. Yeah. Absolutely. And good. Twinings tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I could do that actually. That'd be fun. Go on. Yeah, get in touch. Um, I'll, d- I'll do the links after. Have you got? Are you on the social medias? I am indeed. <laughs> um, I'm. <laughs> you can edit that bit out as well. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's a shame he's not called Captain something or other, isn't oh, it? Because yeah. I would have gone, yep, yeah, Captain. Karen. <laughs> but unfortunately, you call someone. <laughs> and it does. It does give it away. Yeah. I. You're even 
or I'm at, at Matt Price Comedy on Twitter. Okay. That, that's it. I'll find it if it's yeah not, yeah. Uh, yeah no it's it's pretty cool and that's it. I, re- I reckon that must be it. I, I could I've uh, I've warmed up to it. Maybe it's some Russian tea. Yeah. But I'm like I'm into it now. We could go again. Yeah. But, but let's not. Let's get out of here. Can't, let's do it in the car outside. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for coming on, man. Cheers. Bye. So, so oh, do I as yeah. well? Sorry, <laughs> I, I was I was letting you have the last word because I because it was your. I, I often leave it like that. Oh, I'm being mocked by because I have re-recorded this outro about seven times, and she keeps counting every time I say the word "enjoyed" because I enjoyed the conversation. It was a good conversation. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! I'm leaving that bit in, just FYI. That is 100%. I didn't say enjoyed. Oh, <laughs> prick. <laughs> yeah, so it's a really good chat. I really enjoyed it. Oh, f*** you. <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow Matt on Twitter, at Matt Price Comedy. Don't forget to follow me, at Side Eves, and the podcast, at Tea Party Pod. That is a letter, Tea Party Pod. That is Tea Party Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you go to Facebook, you go facebook.com forward slash Tea Party Pod and you will find the Facebook page. Please like it. Drop me a review on whatever podcast app you are listening to this on, especially if it's iTunes, because that helps other people find the podcast and makes me look good and it makes me feel lovely and warm inside, which I I think we can all agree is important. I've got someone lined up for next week who I'm going to record with and then that will be coming out the following week and then possibly just after that I've, I've got a very good author lined up I've got a taxidermist friend I've got many many people in the pipeline and at some point I'm going to have another big day of recording in London with a few very special guests and I'm also currently reaching out to some very 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 special guests so fingers crossed we'll be uh, hearing from those soon so until the next time hopefully in a fortnight enjoy yourselves Have a lovely weekend or week or evening or whatever. Just uh, have a lovely time. I love you. Thanks for listening. Bye.